Transmitting over the airwaves from sunny East Hollywood. East Hollywood. Comes the show where we explore our guests' life and culture and how food shaped that experience. From their first slice of pizza to the restaurant they really wish was still open, this is Food POV with your host, Jason Parker. Hello, 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 Food POV fans. This is Jason Parker, and I'm here with my special guest, Jesse Marquez Penwarden. How are you, Jesse? I'm doing well. Thanks, buddy. How are you? I'm great. So listeners, if hospitality and serving ever becomes an Olympic sport, Mr. Penwarden here will bring help bring America gold in uh, whatever state, whatever country we're in that year. Uh, 20, maybe 2032. He is uh, one of my favorite servers I've seen in action. And I uh, really enjoyed working with him for several years at Manuela in downtown Los Angeles. Well, thank you. Yeah, of course. Uh, Jesse, where did you grow up? Uh, I am I am an Angelino, native, native, uh, born and raised, uh, but San Fernando Valley, mostly. So uh, born in Granada Hills, um, and raised mostly on the east side of Los Angeles. So I kind of jumped around, you know, um, Echo Park, uh, you know, a little bit of Boyle Heights, uh, not too recently, um, you know, Highland Park, all over, the, all over the east side. That's, you know, that's where I've been. Um, that's where I kind of was, you know, most of my time. Nice, nice. I'm a big, I lived in Eagle Rock, lived and worked in Eagle Rock for over a decade, so... Yeah, right on. A lot of had a lot of good times over there. Right um, I I enjoy Northeast LA. Um, so growing up, Jesse, give me what was a usual breakfast for you? So, for my immediate family, my mom was the was the the cook in the house. Um, but I, the more memorable I would say breakfasts came from my grandmother, who is who lived in Reseda, um, and that was you know. The most memorable for sure is chilaquiles, mm. you know, waking up in the morning um, when she passed and, you know, and, and her, for her eulogy, it was mostly talking about the, the sounds and sights and smells really, you know, about waking up in the morning, um, hearing her kind of, you know, wake up at 430 in the morning ritualistically and, and, and making chilaquiles um, in the morning. So that was that was breakfast. And that definitely the most, you know, one that I look forward to. Um, you know, that when I was, I spent a lot of time over there with at my grandmother's house, my Nana's house. Um, was that like a, was it a Verde or a Roja? Actually, technically it's a Migas. So uh, she would do with minus the salsa. So just instead of, you know, sometimes you do the, the eggs, um, any, however, over easy, over whatever, however uh, style and throw it right on top with a red salsa or green salsa. She would scramble the eggs with the with the tortilla chips mm. so that's that was her thing yeah and that's sort and of like, we have, that's kind of like a tex-mex i've had that at home state i feel like to some degree yeah i mean i yeah i guess i guess so i mean my my grandmother was uh from sonora from the northern side so i could see that yeah I, I'm, I'm i'm actually unfamiliar i don't really you know but uh so i could see that absolutely being from northern mexico um and of course i feel like sonora that's a lot of what is that like a lot of like barbecued meat sort of like the um over is it mesquite is that what they use there i yeah there is a lot of mesquite up north um and it kind of bleeds over into you know some of the southern southern states that you see a lot of mesquite up there and that and it definitely you know a lot of a lot of similar uh terroir than you're going to see like in let's say arizona new mexico uh texas you know some of that so yeah definitely yeah, I love a good I love a good chilaquiles, and that's not something I I didn't discover that until maybe six years ago, seven years ago. Okay, I'd never never had it before. Growing up in Alaska, you know, there's a lot of stuff that just doesn't doesn't make it up it, there. It's it's one of those things I think on a menu that you you sort of try. I think for me, it would be like, oh, I go to a place and if I see it, you try it out, and that's how you can kind of tell. You kind of compare other places. Like, let's try their chilaquiles. See what see what they got. It's like certain things that you go, like you maybe try a mole somewhere, or you try, you know, um, a, a certain thing that you kind of like. Maybe Japanese. You you try their wasabi. Maybe that could be like you know that's a good sign, or you know, um, 
a lot of chefs too, they, they try the, the other chef's bread. Like, let's try their bread out. You know, there's like some of the, you know, things like that, that you can kind of gauge how the restaurant is, is going. You know what I mean? It's, it's funny you say that because once I discovered Chili Quiles, I will, I always order it. Any place I go and I see it on the menu as a breakfast lunch item, it's always something I order. And it's, I, I yeah. remember the good ones and I remember the bad ones for sure. And it's, it's I mean, it's, it's people, I think, get excited about it when they see it on the menu. You could, you could see. And we had it on Manuela. You could see, oh, you know. Oh, yeah. It's one of those kind of like, you know, before a fried chicken sandwich blew up, you see a fried chicken sandwich, you know, a sandwich on a menu. And, you know, people kind of lose their minds over it. But it's now it's oversaturated. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny that the chilaquiles, um, to me, it's, I mean, it's adult nachos. That's how I would always describe it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's true. You, you that can't, is true. You can't go wrong with nachos. You know, I've never had bad nachos in my life. Even, uh, you know, chips. Actually, no, I take that back. I, I did have, when I was about, Ooh. when I was about seven years old, my mother and I, we were in a, this is some trauma stuff. Um, that sounds, I mean, bad nachos. No. Listen to this. Oof. So we were at, we were at like a Seven Eleven or something. They scooped out the chips. They put the you know the melted cheese on top. And my mom and I are eating the chips. This is like eighty eight. And I was like, man, these chips are salty. And at a certain point, we lifted up a chip, and underneath was just a pile of salt. It was the bottom of the of the chips, and it was all the salt that had been sitting there for who knows how long. And we got it oh, all. I didn't put salt on anything until I was in my 30s, probably. I used to eat really weird steaks. I would eat steaks and go, why do these steaks taste different than in the restaurant? It was because I wasn't putting salt on them. Um, I didn't understand, like, but it was, yeah, salt. It, it just, it, it, it got me for, yeah, 20, 20 plus years, probably. Wow. Um, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, but not now. I, I season everything nice and good. What about, um, was was like the cereal and milk a thing or oatmeal? Oh yeah. Yeah. See, okay. So that's, uh, let me go inside here. Uh, my, my, my grandma's the one who did the, the real kind of, uh, the real cooking. My mom, when I was at my immediate family's, uh, when I was just at home, there was a lot of cereal, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of pancakes, things mm -hmm. like that. Um, I, you know, and I'm not, I wasn't, I wasn't afraid to have a little cereal for dinner too. I'm not going to lie. Oh, heck yeah. What was your you favorite know? cereal? Uh, I think Fruity Pebbles, I think, was my the one that really got me like, you know, really got me going. We're, but, you know, uh, there's there's a lot, you know, the Cinnamon Toast Crunch, mm -hmm. I was a big fan of, um, you know, I would throw it down if it was there. I would throw it down. Even Captain Crunch uh, scraping the roof of my mouth. Oh, yeah. Was, was all right. Captain Crunch is the bomb. Um, yeah. So you were you were allowed to eat the sugary cereals? Um, yeah, yeah. Although I would say I, I don't. I didn't have, I probably still don't have that much of a sweet tooth, thankfully. Like, whereas my son, uh, <laughs> who is 10 years old now, has always had a sweet tooth. So you had a, I've had to regulate that. Yeah. So I think my, my parents might have gotten lucky. They didn't have to, you know, because I had a pretty, de pretty decent free reign. It was a different time, the 80s, growing up. And, uh, and I just, I luckily didn't really, you know, I, I didn't abuse that, 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 uh, that sugar power. Mm. Now, what about you said pancakes? Did you ever do blueberry pancakes? Was that a thing? Uh, or was it you just... know, we were we were pretty we were pretty limited. I like growing up, like uh, we it was it was pretty straightforward. Blueberries is, is is fancy, man. Yeah, that's that's some fancy stuff right there. Uh, that didn't come until till later. I do like a good uh, blueberry pancake for sure, especially like a little or you know a little ricotta. When you do the there. blueberry, do you do you put them in in the batter beforehand, or do you put it when you when you put the pancakes? If I'm there? doing pancakes, if I'm personally doing it myself, uh, I like to have the fresh element on the outside. I would do it on the outside if we came to like yeah. to say blueberries. Although they do hold up a little bit better than let's say if you're doing, I know like a strawberry pancake where you you could you know if it's walnuts that I'm or a nut, then I throw it in the batter because mm. I like to have that kind of mixed in. But as far as the, the fruit, I like to kind of have it on top. And any kind of t style of cooking, I usually like to have that element of layering, you know, where, um, you know, it's like I use tomatoes that way often. Where if I'm cooking something and I, it's all kind of mixed together, you throw the tomatoes on top for that freshness. The acidity kind of is right there. Mm, that sounds good. What about what was lunch like? Lunch. Um, we kind of skipped lunch. You what know? We kinda, I, I don't know. I, I think that dinner was probably more prominent. I'd say lunch, it, I don't really have the most memories of lunch growing up to be quite honest um it was probably pretty like basic. what would you 
what were you taking to school? Was it peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? Yeah, probably. Yeah, I would think so. Probably peanut butter and jelly. Um, let me. Yeah, you know. And I, my my mom would pack me lunch, but I I I wanted to be. You know, I actually liked waiting in line and getting those. You know, with the with the you know. Oh yeah. Waiting in line and getting the, the school lunch. Although the LAUSD, I have to say, um, you know, I was I was looking at something recently and there was you know they had the. I don't. I know you being from Alaska, but in LA, we had these things called chalupas, not like the Taco Bell chalupas, and it was like this um, sort of corn, like fried corn tortilla, with just this like really uh, processed cheese with sausage in it, and mm. it's either one of those you hate it or love it kind of thing. And <laughs> I, I didn't. I wasn't a fan, but uh, so I would do that often too. I, I would. I liked it to you know wait in line with with some of my other friends. It was. Um... Yeah, I uh, I loved uh, school lunches for sure. Anything was better than peanut butter and jelly most there, most times. The, you know, there's a shout out to um, there was a, there's a famous coffee cake, and I think I've been seeing that circling around. Uh, you you might have seen it social media. It's the LA LAUSD coffee cake, and uh, uh, a good friend of mine, uh, Rafi Gerges, his 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 mom actually um, has a recipe for that, and she she in the LA Times they she did an article which is it's really cool to check that out mm. and it's something that's this coffee that i i grew up on it was that you know i it was 50 cents and it, you get a huge slab of it it's fantastic wow. it's fantastic and they just they sold that at the school that was part of lunch yeah that was more i mean i remember that from middle school more and mm. so like you had a you had the line for for lunch and then there was a separate line you could buy other things like the coffee cake or the the a la carte the a la carte, the a la carte yes the a la carte yeah. line exactly my middle school was the a la carte line had it was it was nachos it was cheese sticks mozzarella cheese sticks that was my go-to in in middle school i would always anytime i had money um, basically a couple times a year my father would send me a little bit of cash and that was all of my money went to either comic books or or food there and uh there in the a la carte line and stuff and it was it's why i was you know it's why it's i all... have a had a gut in seventh grade <laughs> it's all about the a la carte line yeah yeah good times um so yeah so get into dinner okay dinner um so when i think of dinner as a kid my mom had a, her, her one go-to dish because i was i was pretty you know i was kind of a little bit of a pain in the ass to, to you know to be real um but the one dish that she, or fussy, I should say, is uh, that she made that I really liked was uh, was beef stroganoff. Good classic <laughs> beef stroganoff. And I'm talking about you know packaged, packaged beef stroganoff. It was and it was fire. It was it was the one dish that she could. It was her go to that everybody everybody liked. You know, my brother Jared, uh, you know, might have liked if she did. Let's say a, a spaghetti meatball, you know, and then my brother Keith might have liked another dish that she did um because she would repeat she would do tacos a lot she do like the the the, the real gringo style the, the wedo style tacos like the with, um with the hard shell the hard shell yeah the hard wow. shell yeah she would that's, do that that's what i grew up i didn't know towards i didn't know tacos came in tortillas until i'm like saw yeah, the dorado style yeah until i moved to los angeles um Mm. Um. Now, was and, she do it with like lettuce and tomatoes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was very. Yeah, it was. You know, wow. she would do the. Um, That's white so, as fuck. It is white as fuck. It <laughs> absolutely is. You know, but it's fire though. Not gonna yeah. lie. There's a spot in downtown. I can't remember. I think it's. It might be like Chewy's. So they do that Dorado style, and it and it's like it brings me back. You know, yeah, I mean, obviously my cool. my grandmother would do would do the more traditional tacos. You know, obviously with the double tortilla. You know, and do some sort of. And did she make her own tortillas, your grandmother? She, she, uh, sometimes, sometimes she would, but you know, she, she kind of go back and forth. Same thing with tamales, let's say the masa, okay. it would depend, you know. So now being from Sonora, was that a flour tortilla then that she used or was she corn? She used, I mean, I, I, I couldn't say, couldn't speak on Sonora, but for her, she used, uh, she would use corn tortillas often. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, I love. Yeah. As soon as I discovered tacos in Los Angeles, I was like, it's onion and cilantro only. And then I tried it and I was like, oh, was yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. I don't need, I don't need anything else. Yeah. Uh, you're good. Maybe a little salsa and you're good. I remember actually when I was a kid, there was a time where I put ketchup on top of those Oof. tacos. Oof. But of course the meat my mother was using was basically just the ground beef. You know? Yeah. 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 
Yeah, um, that's so, it, like I mean, a little, like a little, like that. Uh, the all seasoning or whatever it's called. Exactly, exactly. So yeah. basically, with the lettuce and tomato and that, it was almost just like a bur- and cheese, and it was grated. We used grated cheddar. Yeah, you're basically doing a burger. It's basically a burger. You know? Exactly. You know. Um, and of course, the plus about the hard shell, it's like we were talking. It's basically nachos, um, to some degree. Right, know? right. Um, it's I mean, in, a lot another of form. A lot of Mexican cooking, if you think about it, it's it's it's. A lot of the same, similar ingredients, same ingredients, and just kind of reformatted in different and different yeah. really textures, you know, like, you know, tostada, you just kind of you're not really closing it. I mean, you could add obviously add other things to it, but there's a lot of the, you know, some of tomato, onion, you know, your 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 meat in there, um, you can have some crema in there and whatever else, but it's just yeah. kind of reformatted the same thing recycled, which is great. It shows, oh. it shows that it shows how simple you can, you know, you can be. And still have that yeah, complexity. It all, it all tastes fire. You it know? all tastes like, fire. Um, good Mexican food or bad Mexican food, it's all good. You know, usually like, um, I mean, even to, I'll eat Taco Bell anytime. Still, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, like it's not great, but it's still, it's not it's horrible. Still, you know? It's not horrible. I don't know, though. And I, was, I will your, say, I will say, and, uh, you know, uh, I hope I don't get, I hope that the, the New Yorkers don't get upset at this but i think they, they might agree that and maybe it's changed since but some of the some of the mexican food in new york man oof you know i you know every time i go out there i always got to try to see where they're at and i and i and uh i know that they've, they've definitely they've, they've come a long way since maybe let's say 10 15 years ago in their mexican food so yeah i've never even i've been to new york twice and neither time did i think about ordering uh any mexican you're food. yes you, you had the right idea you should I, that's yes i can understand why I know there's a fancy place over there that's supposed to be really good, like modern Mexican, but, um, you know, I'm sure you're paying 20 bucks a plate, you huh. know, whatever, you know, there's, I don't know. We had that Esquite oh. place. It's like a, a, a speakeasy spot, I believe. Oh, they have the speakeasy there, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. There's some uh, very New York. Um, was there a special, was like a Sunday, a special dinner or anything like that? Sunday uh special dinner um or just a I don't know when when my mother was growing up it was there they ate very little on the the week yeah but Sunday was always the you meal know, that it's, they it's, had it's, it's funny it's funny you do say that I would uh I don't necessarily ha- I mean I I would say yes my memory is a little foggy when it comes to specific so obviously wasn't there wasn't a huge tradition per se however now Sunday is by far my most favorite night uh, day really to to cook and and uh you know to and and, and also really eat early it's, it's something nice about eating like five thirty, five o'clock you mm-hmm. know and then yeah. um and it's like real family you know you sit down at the table because we didn't sit down at the table enough and my dad would always be like hey you know when i was a kid we would sit at the table but then he <laughs> wouldn't enforce us sitting at the table so i'd be it was it was kind of i was like oh that sounds great so now I make sure to do that. And I like doing that on Sundays is the way, but yeah, growing up, I would say, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Like, yeah, you know, it's more so now for sure. Um, I, I guess moving in then what, um, what holidays, what holidays were big food holidays? Um, I guess really what holidays were celebrated and what holidays, um, you know, weren't, I guess, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I would, I mean, it's, it's definitely, definitely, definitely Christmas Eve. Uh, for us on the on the on my Mexican side of my family, my mom's side of the family, um, we would do. Y'all stay up till till midnight. Is that we would we would stay up till midnight. Some, um, you know, but we we would so we would we would start the tamales. My my grandmother really would start them early, but take our time doing it. And my cousin Javi, we we'd have this saying where we basically would everyone we'd ha- we do our ten tamales. So she would have the masa already. She'd have the the. Uh, the the carnitas in the middle with and we'd we'd make our we'd we'd form our 10 tamales and as long as we did 10 the standard 10 you're good you then you're good you can move on from it you can move out for the you know um but we would we we would start early and go and pretty much we would be it would the, the tamales would be cooking until until around yeah a little bit after midnight and then that was it and we'd all open presents from on that day and then, and then the next morning, Thanks. it was just kind of more immediate family. Yeah. What um? So carnitas, that was the big, the big tamale. In your, uh, was there a sweet tamale? We didn't do the sweet tamale. Uh, my aunt, my aunt, 
I remember one year was wanted to try that. She wanted to do the sweet tamale. I'm not a big fan um, of the sweet tamale. My, my grandmother did the, the same tamale every year. And uh, I actually just, so this past Christmas, at, or this last has just passed, um, I wanted to continue on the tradition. So I did two different types of tamales and, and I, and I passed, distributed them out to family. And now it's something that, that I really enjoyed and I want to continue doing. And I did, I decided to go with not my grandma's traditional, which I'll probably do this year. Um, but I did uh, a Oaxacan, Oaxacan cheese with um, um, chili in the middle. So I used poblano, poblano mm -hmm. chilies right in the middle of that. Mm -hmm. And then the other one I did was a braised short rib with um, a mole Ooh. negro on it. Yeah. And that you just kind of trying to put it to a hundred on everything, man. That sounds amazing. <laughs> no, you got, you know, I, um, it's like, I figure if I'm going to do it, you might as well go and, it, you know, go and go and do it, like go above and beyond. I, yeah, I was at my, my best friend's house a couple weeks ago and he, they made, um, they had a pork tamale, but they also had a, uh, their sweet tamale was with raisins. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, the raisin. Yeah. It was really good. The best sweet tamale i ever had in my life was that same friend who used to live in southgate and i lived in his garage for a little while and uh this is like 2004 but we were at an albertson's on long beach boulevard right there i think it, it was either southgate or linwood and this lady was selling these pineapple tamales out of the back of her van mm. and they were the i've never had and i've never had pineapple tamales as good as that and they were just I mean, yeah, 16 years later, I'm still thinking about really that. that's how good. Yeah. 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 Like I said I never that's I never I never really got into it. Maybe I haven't haven't had a good one. I mean, I got to go go down to Southgate and give myself a sweet tamale. But yeah, I've never. really. Yeah. Um, well, I just had a pineapple tamale actually last weekend that I bought. Um, I went to the Playa Vista uh, farmer's market and uh, Magusta, I think, is the name of the and they were good. The pineapple tamales were good, but it was just I don't know. I don't know. I think there's something about it being homemade, you know, that just, it just tastes oh, yeah, better. For sure. You know? um, I also had an, I had a, there's the Arepa stand. Have you been to the Arepa stand? No. They're pretty good. They set up at Minotti's in Venice and there are a few farmers markets and they're, they're pretty good. They're not the Arepas that I'm used to. Um, my boss was, old boss was Colombian and the Arepas he had were sort of more like, they were more like um, uh, pupusas almost. Okay. Yeah. So they were almost like made beforehand before they were cooked. Um, but they're pretty, they're Sounds pretty dry. tasty. The, uh, no, it, no, everything was in there. The cheese and everything. It just wasn't, it wasn't like cut open with everything shoved in. It was like, um, I don't know. There's so many, I met a guy once from El Salvador who told me that the regular pupusas we see everywhere aren't the pupusas he grew up with. And so it's just funny how everyone, everyone has, yeah. wherever you're from, it's different, different regions, different, right? You know? Like different, different diet. Maybe he was in a different area, you know? Yeah. And he's like, those aren't pupusas. <laughs> okay. Like, you know, hundred pupusas and everyone looks like this. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I know. It's always going to be that way. It's always going to be that way. Um, what about Thanksgiving? That was the Thanksgiving. That yeah, thing? yeah, yeah. No, Thanksgiving was a thing for sure. That was that was also uh, my grandma's house. She would she would do all the cooking for that, um, and okay. it was and it was more of a she would do more of the uh, American like tradition kind of uh, you know turkey, mm. uh, mashed potatoes, gravy, stuffing. Um, she'd do that like you know wasn't afraid to do a little like you know the candied uh, well candy yams, but also the uh, the cranberry sauce comes from the can mm -hmm. and it's just, it, it yeah. holds its form straight from the can mm -hmm. <laughs> which i don't think anyone really ate i mean i didn't eat that um yeah that's that's funny so that's my my father that's the only thing he likes at thanksgiving who, who, is is that right out of the can he doesn't and there's a lot of people i know who there's people who make it from scratch yeah but most people i know don't want it from no scratch. you got it they want it yeah, in, for the, sure. in the can the way it looks yeah, absolutely um, there's that that's i mean that's the thing too um you realize thanksgiving dinner is not that expensive really it's not yeah. i mean it's it's yeah. it's it's time consuming and it's you got to put a lot of work into mm -hmm. it but you know even even let's say stuffing which uh you know obviously stuffing in the bird um they cook it they cook at different times so i wouldn't be even against using a little you know a little box stuffing for that i mean you could do it yourself you could make it uh make it uh by scratch but uh 
you know, just either either way, it's just doing it in the actual bird when they, it's, you're going to dry it out. I feel if it's sitting in there for too long, but maybe somebody knows better than I do. I mean, there's there's really even not from I, I don't like stuffing. It's funny my wife wow. doesn't like stuffing either, so it's it's kind of funny that we found that's, two people yeah, found each other. Yeah, two people that don't like stuffing together. That's that's definitely you guys are meant to be for sure. Um, I heard I was listening to a podcast. I think it was um Good Food with Evan Kleinman, and um they, there was a, a Vietnamese uh, woman, and her mother would cook a duck with sticky rice inside of it for Ooh. Thanksgiving. And that, that sounds, sounds fire. Really yeah, good. I can get down with that. Um, um, we're well, and actually, so me growing up, my favorite Thanksgiving side, which is it's white as fuck, is the is the is the can is the yams, the, the sweet potatoes with oh, yeah, no, that's that's what we would do. The marshmallows, I actually did that oh, this, this last Thanksgiving. I did a whole, I cooked as well, and um, and did that for sure with the, with the marshmallows. It's it's good, that's the thing I. I ask anytime I go to someone's house for Thanksgiving, I yeah. go, where are the sweet yeah. potatoes with marshmallows? Yeah. And nine out of 10 times they go, right. what? No, we don't do that. We go, you know the here. story of yams, right? In America? Well, no, it's, tell me. Uh, so if we, they labeled it. There's a, there's a few other, you know, there's a lot of things like this actually and that got mislabeled somehow along the way or marketing. Mm. And so in the 50s, uh, so yams are, it come from Africa. It's a completely different, um, you, you'll see them in the market, but it's more, it's a white, and it's almost more like a potato than it is a – well, I guess yams, uh, sweet yams are similar to potato. But they're drier, let's say, not as sweet, um, and it's completely different. Then there is um, – so yams, yes, it's the, they're, they're sweet potatoes is what they are. They're sweet potatoes. Yeah. So whenever – we just yeah. call them yams, though. We call them yams, but it's, it's incorrect. They're, they're just sweet potatoes. And somewhere, somewhere along in the along the line, and it was I think it was the fifties when they they started marketing it that way as yams. Oh, so they started. They called the sweet they called potatoes, potatoes yams, yams, and yams is something. Yeah, I read a different. whole article on that, and it was mm. kind of like, oh, okay, that makes sense, you know. And I I've seen them cor- labeled correctly, and I've I've wondered. I go, this doesn't look. Yeah, like yeah, exactly. You could you uh, could see the difference, and then it's other things too, like some some of the uh, some of the the chilies in you know like. Um, poblano or pasilla they, they get crossed over you know because like a poblano you dry it out it comes out ancho chili i'm not even i'm not 100 sure of actually the labeling but there's there is a mix-up amongst some of the chilies and they, they constantly get mislabeled so yeah mm. i believe it i believe it um uh, any other holidays that stood out for meals? Easter, anything like that? Uh, I mean, we that, those are the two. I think it was was Christmas Eve. We didn't really do much for Christmas evening dinner. Yeah, um, and and so it's Thanksgiving, Christmas Eve. Yeah, those were those were pretty much the two. Um, other than that, yeah, no, that's that's that was pretty much it. Growing up, yeah. All right. Um. Give me the first time that you remembered pizza as like. Oh yeah, I feel like pizza was to me growing up around when I was five or six on so the mid '80s. Just pizza all of a sudden became. Yeah, everywhere. yeah. You know, the teenage mutant ninja turtles True. were out a couple of years later, yeah. and it was pizzas were once a week, whether it was like at school mm. or at home. Um, but yeah, tell me your first kind of. You know, I never really thought about that because you know I'm. I think we're similar in age. I mean, I I from '82 is when I was born. So then I think it was always my whole yeah. life. Like it's hard to imagine. It's you know you ask that question. It's hard to imagine what the first because it's you know it's it's like it's yeah. like your birthright almost pizza. So I mean I I don't know if it was like that in the '70s, but it seemed like an. Eight. And it's it's funny. It's funny you say that because the first time I remember pizza being a thing was probably 80. I was, so I was born okay. in 79. So probably um, a Chuck E. Uh-huh. Cheese in 85 at somebody's birthday yeah. party and pizza being the. So you probably the got thing. a chance, you know, being from the, being from the disco era that you got a chance to see that, that evolution maybe a little bit. You might remember a little more than I do. So for me. Yeah. No. It was pretty, it's the same as you. It's the same as you where it was like, once I noticed, once I knew yeah. what it was at like five years old, because I don't remember food yeah. before I was like five years old. You know right. what I mean? But so, um, I don't know. remember. I remember McDonald's. I remember chicken nuggets, you know, and and a certain point pizza. Yeah. But do you remember your f- first pizza I don't, experience? So when I think of that, I do have some memorable pizza experiences when I was younger. 
Uh, but I don't know exactly which the first one was. And and for us, it was it was all, you know, it was cheap pizza. It was your Domino's. It was your uh, mm-hmm. Amici's uh, Round Table, uh, Shakey's Pizza, stuff like that. You know, especially I grew up playing baseball, so we would you know if you win the game, you go and get pizza. We go to Round Table. Yeah. We go to Round if Table you... if you just if it was a normal day. But we go to Shakey's if it was special. So I'm like, we want to Shakey's because we had to drive from Grand Hills in Northridge to do that so it was like and we get mm. yeah you know got those mojo potatoes but however oh yeah, yeah. however uh I do, I do think of this time um so my dad had a had an arrowhead bottle an empty well it was filled with pennies an arrowhead bottle filled mm. with pennies and me and my older brother keith seven years older than me we, we uh we'd be sitting around the house you know summer vacation my dad be at work and we, we you know we'd go one order pizza so we would uh, we roll we pull we take his, his arrowhead bottle dump it dump some out and we'd roll pennies and we'd order oh, pizza yeah. that way and then we started doing that we're like man this is this is great so we started to kind of do it more and then we ran out of the we, <laughs> we ran out of the we ran out of the penny wrappers and and we and I can't even believe this looking back that we did this it's insane but we started just you know in on the floor we we'd order and we'd go, we gotta we'd, we'd rush and, and and put the money together. And we put like piles of dollars. This is one dollars, two dollars, three dollars. Okay, boom. And we put it in it like a, a grocery bag, like a plastic bag, and give it to the driver. Here you go. The guy would just look at us like, what? And not not even separated. It'd be like eleven dollars and thirty six cents. Here you go. Boom. Uh, and then when I think what when our reign came <laughs> to an end of that was I remember uh, we we started just even after that, we just said, you know what? We would weren't even counting it at one point. We're just going, this is a dollar. This is a dollar. That's a dollar. That looks like a dollar. Yeah, it's a dollar. And so we gave it to the delivery driver. They must have hated us. And we got a call, uh, you know, a couple minutes later when saying, um, excuse me, yes, you're a dollar 76 cents short. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. We got more pennies. Just come. Why don't you swing back by? Well, we got you. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. I, I I remember rolling rolling a lot of coins when I was a kid too, like uh, stupid piggy banks. But your your dad was a no, absolutely no, pennies, absolutely not. He, no, he was no, he did not. He didn't know. Well, we had a kind of you know we we because it started off you know it was like you know my dad had his penny thing that he, I mean I must have taken him forever to fill that thing, and so we kind of just were like we'll just skim a little bit off the top, and it got to like we were starting to put a oh, dent yeah. in his in his uh in his penny thing, but he never knew that. I told that story at my brother's wedding. And my dad said, I never knew that. Really? He was, I had no idea. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I, I used to steal the, my dad's quarters to go buy milkshakes and Italian sodas. And eventually the quarters were all gone. And then I started having to use the dimes and nickels. And, <laughs> yeah. And I think that's what kids so. in the 80s do, you know, at their did, rather. Yeah, that's funny. Now they steal the pennies to buy meth <laughs> or Oxycontins. Penny, penny meth. <laughs> Um, well, tell me, um, this is a double, a double question, or actually it's a triple question. Um, if someone, when you were younger, someone was said that we're going to barbecue, what you would think going to barbecue meant. And then also, um, if someone asked you, someone said, we're going to eat barbecue, what would you think? And then also now at this age, if someone said we're going to eat barbecue, what Ooh. would you think? So three okay, answers. so what the first question was, what would if someone said we're going to go, gonna have, go a have a barbecue? barbecue. Well, for me, so growing up, it was it's probably you know it's going to be you know our, our and from Los Angeles, it's, it's carne asada. We're that's what we're doing. So that's what I think, you know, and and it, okay. just you saying that barbecue, I get this this good feeling inside. You know, it's. Ah, uh, mm. barbecue is just most, one of the most wonderful things. So all three of those questions, the the the, the answer attached to it is is joy, for sure. So it was, it was carne asada. That's mm. that's what it was. It'd be that you know, and it'd be hanging out with family, and it's and it's probably going you know and hanging out by the pool, carne asada, music on. You know, when I was younger, it would be maybe you know maybe lemonade. I get a little older, it's a cerveza. You know, like so. 
Mm-hmm. So it would still, to this day, if someone said we're going to get barbecue, that's the first thing you would think. No, I think oh, to this day, no. Now it's so, um, so I, you know, I like to barbecue often, and that that just always puts me in a good mood. You know, just because you know you yeah. cook and you cook indoors, and you eat indoors, and it's just you, you kind of give an excuse to go outside. So even if I'm barbecuing, it's just, I mean, there's times I barbecue just for my, it's just me. Or if it's where, you know, yeah. if it's another person or two other people, it doesn't really matter. You, the, the, for me to actually go outside and barbecue feels good to go through that process. You know, the, the, it's like a ritual. You know, you're starting a fire, first of all, you know, and that, that brings up like that Native yeah. American side of me. You know, my, 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 grand, my, my mom told me recently, my, well, my, my tata, when he passed away or before he passed away, he told her, he said, hey, don't worry, mija, when I, when I die, all you have to do to find me is start a fire and I will come back in the flames, you know? So, and, and so wow. I was like, wow, you, he told you that? She's like, yeah. And he, and she goes, and there was one time me and her and my uncle, they started a fire after like, you know, shortly after. And my Nana, my grandma was, was terrified. She was like, what are you? He's, you know, it was like really kind of like a superstitious almost like she kind of got worried that, that he was going to come back, you know, like it's, it's like, it was too much to handle, you know? Um, but anyway, so like starting that fire and doing the barbecue and going outside and, and so that feeling, cause I just, it's, it just brings up so much joy and it could be anything I, I know I'll do, uh, it could be, a, it could be a tomahawk steak. It could be ooh, mm. tomahawk, but now it's, it's funny yeah. that that question came up. Cause I, I just so happened to randomly watch this show on Netflix, this American barbecue showdown. Oh yeah, is that Kevin Bloodsoe? No I way. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah. I typically don't really yeah. watch a lot of like food, like uh, 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 competition shows. Really, I mean, they're, they're you know same formula every time. You know, whatever you're doing, chopped or whatever. But this, I actually really enjoyed it. I, I, we, uh, me and Amanda, we just been binge watched it. Um, we sat there. Yeah, I did the same thing. I like the bad people, like that guy. Oh yeah, is that his name? The first but guy they the... sent home with with Mr. T. Yeah, the Mr. T, T the poor man's Mr. The... T. Yeah, I pity the fool who don't like my barbecue sauce. And um, I also like the guy whose friend. Big oh worm yeah, died, actually, yeah. They kept being like, do it big for worm, big do it worm. for big worm. But, but that was funny, but that like, other guy, that guy uh, did... Rashid, I believe his name is. He really, man. I, that, so it's funny that you say you like the bad guys because I thought it was one of the only shows that I've ever seen in competition or reality where there was very little drama, and they actually so they work so well together. Even and they're competing. Oh, yeah. he, that yeah. guy Ashley was falling apart. Rashid stopped doing what he every mm-hmm. you know he stopped helped him, and he's like, hey man, don't give up. Yeah. Everyone came in and helped each other. It was beautiful actually. It was, it was a good uh, show was, for I sure. Was we blown really away by, and it just reminds me that barbecue. There is no, there's no creed, no color line. It's, 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 you know, it's, it's black, it's, it's white, it's Mexican, it's, it's, um, you know, it's bipartisan. There is no religion. Yeah. There is no um, politics when it comes to barbecue. It's just about making people feel good. It's about bringing people together. And that's one of the things I think of barbecue. It's just, a, it's a good feeling. I mean, these guys, when they do those whole hog, they stay up all night. They do the brisket, they stay up all night, yeah. you know, to put that much love into something um, is, you know, mm-hmm. you, you, you feel it. I mean, yeah. Kevin Bloodsoe is, I mean, I, Bloodsoe's is still one of my, my favorite places oh, yeah. in the city. Um, and uh, I actually heard he, he, his, his Compton location went out of business because he gave away too much. No food way. To poor people. He's, he's a, that dude is a, people, I that's mean, what the a reason that, guy. What, a, what, yeah. He's a beast. He's a, he's a, yeah. He's on oh, bar he? rescue. He's on bar yeah, rescue. Yeah. Um, he does, they'll, they'll bring him in as to help with he's, the food side. Of he's stuff. great. He I've actually, uh, I, sure. I, I still have not had blood cells and now I'm, 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 I'm like kind of feeding for it to, to have it. So. We got we got lucky. Um, the uh, the first week we were like training oh. in Wella, they brought in a bunch of. That's what I that's what I heard. I because um, it's uh you know uh Nikki Tad Tad Nikki Tad Tad, Tad, Tad yeah I've been with him. That's yeah. right. right here. That's awesome. I I've heard um I've heard how busy like, they're just you know that they're super busy all the time. It, well, I actually so I worked there oh, this yeah? summer for one day oh, as yeah? a dishwasher. You're like a, you're like a, yeah. Andy Kaufman I went over in. Here. Well, my 
my wife was she was cool with it. I was like, babe, I want to learn barbecue. I was like, are you okay if I become a dishwasher? You know, like I figured absolutely way in. Um, and I met with the chef, and he was not he he wasn't excited about me being the dishwasher. But like, obviously, I think some some huh. strings were pulled. Um, and I I worked there for one day, and then no one responded to my wow after that. Um, but honestly, I it was the funnest i love washing dishes i i never use a dishwasher at home i've i've loved washing dishes since i was a kid um i remember one but the thing was the only thing there was to wash because there was no people eating there it was it was the the trays that they cook the meat on and then it was then it was these um the pans that they cook um the peach cobbler and the mac and cheese that makes sense and that was it so the it smelled amazing. They let me eat whatever I want because right. it was the dishwasher. And the other great thing too is nobody looked at me twice. The owner <laughs> right. walked right by or not the owner, yeah, the managers just... all walked by me. They... they don't care because I'm the dishwasher and it was it was because you're yeah, the you're best like, you're job like I've a, ever had in my you're life. In your own world, right? You're like uh, that's awesome. Yeah. It's, yeah. For one that's cool. For one day. I, I gotta for you know, one I day. Say, say it's funny that you're problem with the dishes. I literally was just talking about this yesterday. And because uh, it was, I think it was Action Bronson. He was he was on Hot Ones, and he was talking about you know how he he does his own dishes. You know, like I know that sounds really like silly mm-hmm. to say, but he's just taught you know because when you when you cook, it's a part of that's a part of it. You know, like you, you that, it's, it feels yeah. weird. It's like dirty almost. You do imagine doing a whole you know obviously in, in restaurants it's different. You're busy and you don't have the time to do that. But you know at home when you're doing something, you, yeah. it feels good. It's like Tupac said, "I love paying rent when the rent's due." It's, you know, it's like, uh, you know, you, you, mm-hmm. you feel good about that. Like you, you're doing the dishes. It, it's, nothing feels better, especially when you work clean as you go. You're cooking and you clean as you go. And then when you're done and everything's clean and some of the most beautiful cinematic, you know, uh, moments uh, in, in, in cinema is uh, like I think of Catch Me If You Can. There's uh, that scene where it's um, um, the scene in the kitchen. Um, what's uh, Martin Sheen? And his wife there, and they're kind of just swaying back and forth, and they're doing the dishes together. Yeah, good. Uh, yeah, good movie for sure. Um, yeah. So yeah, dishes, cool blood shows. I wish, I wish things had worked out. Yeah. but it is what it is. Um, give me, um, give me a meal you'll never forget, either at a restaurant, huh. or somebody's house, or somebody's house. Or something that you think That's, about, huh? You know, that's an that's a very that's such a hard question to answer. So complex because I I don't know if I can I don't know if I've had that before. I don't know if I've had. I, I feel like there's still I still haven't reached to that. But I do because maybe because I've had I've I had a lot of great meals and um. But I don't know about you know maybe I, maybe I have so much like the expectations are so high because I you know I and I immediately want to think of some of the fine dining places like Providence or, you know, like a French laundry or per se or something like that. But so I don't know if I, if I can think of something off the top of my head, but one thing, one thing does come to mind and, and it's, I guess it's probably because what the, we've been talking about and it's um, my, my son's babysitter. She, uh, she was, she's from um, Zacatecas and I went, she invited me over to her house for on um christmas eve and i and she i sat with her and her son and her daughter and it was just us and we sat there and stayed up until midnight and she cooked and it was amazing it was amazing and she made tamales Mm. too and they were i mean probably the best tamale i've ever had it was so amazing and it was so it was just different and that that's that's memorable and i think it's probably because of the company hmm Sounds good. Um, give me a uh, give me a service industry story, Jesse. I know you fun- give me a funny one or a sad <laughs> one or a scary one. Well, I mean, I you know I worked at Mr. Child, Beverly Hills, so that was definitely the spot where I had the most stories for sure. I mean, every day was a story. Every day was a story there. I mean, so I don't know where. There's so many. I can give you, I can give you the one where I sang uh, "Happy Birthday" with Whitney Houston to her daughter, with Bobby Brown and Stevie Wonder sitting on. The- table table another table table five they called it she was at table three goes in order one two three four five and you know warren g across the room 
and everyone's singing happy birthday to rest in peace, uh, Whitney Houston's daughter, rest in peace, Whitney Houston. Um, you know, and that was amazing, yeah. but there's also the time where I Suge Knight spilled sauce on his shirt and I took his Pellegrino off the table and, and poured it on his napkin and wiped it off for him. And he looked at me confused and it was a really bold ass move on my part. Suge Knight. And he looked at me and he <laughs> says, dog, you got the magic touch. Is that one? Um, <laughs> but I'd say my favorite, though, my favorite. It's I'll try to I'll try to make this shorter than it is because it's a little bit of a, a long story. I don't want to I don't want to. I'll try to I'll try to shorten it up. Um, but it's so. Oh, Stevie Wonder that I that I mentioned that at Whitney Houston was singing Happy Birthday. He was a, he was a regular there. Yeah. So he he was a person that I you know genuinely genuinely at at a time would be like this my friend Stevie Wonder you know because he was in there so often he was and every time he come in he'd. Say hello to all his staff, come up to him, shake his hand. He'd say, Hey, Jesse, how you doing? How's your mom? How's, you know, how's family? We'd talk a little bit, you know? So anyway, uh, there was, I was coming to work, yeah. I was coming into Mr. Chow and I was coming in and this guy, and I was on little Santa Monica, this guy rear ends me, boom, in a van. Turns out, uh, you know, I come outside or whatever. It's this French guy. He's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. He's like, don't worry. I, I know a guy. I'll take care of it for you. Uh, I'll pay for everything. Don't worry about it. Just let's not go through insurance. I thought the guy was full of shit, but I was also like, all right, take whatever. I didn't really, it's fine. Um, I, yeah. I wound up going through that with him. He, he's like, I'll pick you up from work, take you to work. We'll, we'll drop your car off and then I'll take you to work. That's, that's what, that's what I meant to say. And so I'm in the car with this guy. This guy's name is Youssef. And he's telling me this story. Oh yes. I am a musician. I love music. He's like my favorite musician. It's Stevie Wonder. No, he is beautiful. And I'm like, wow, I know Stevie Wonder. He comes into this restaurant that I work at all the time. He goes, no, this is not possible. You know Stevie Wonder? It's like, I, he's <laughs> like, I spent one time, the most beautiful time in my life, two weeks in France. He's like, I, 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 he had this time with Stevie Wonder. He, I guess Stevie Wonder's on tour and he was there. He did like a two week thing in, in Paris or in France. And this guy, Youssef, went to go to his concerts and he, brought flowers with him and rushed up on stage and went to give Stevie Wonder flowers. And his security, obviously, they took him and they beat the shit out of him. <laughs> they beat the shit out of this guy. <laughs> and so he's like, but Stevie Wonder, being the wonderful guy that he is, he heard about it. And he goes, what? This guy, well, he's like, what was that all about? I'm like, oh, this guy, don't worry about it. He's like, no, no, wait, what? And he heard that they beat this guy. He goes, all right, tell this guy, like, bring this guy in. He brought him into his studio. And Yusef came in, and he and he he had you, this guy Yusef hang out with him the whole time he was there, and so he like taught him things, and like it was two weeks that this guy Yusef came every day to to Stevie Wonder's studio, and he and he and he said it was the most wonderful time of his life. Anyhow, long story short, <laughs> I Yusef's like, please, please, tell Stevie. I I said, tell him Yusef from France says hello, and I was thinking, you know, this guy's full of shit. There's no way I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bother Stevie Wonder <laughs> with this and I kind of it kind of turned over in my head for a while and I, I eventually decided I said, you know what fuck it all right go right up to Steve and I'm like uh I'm like Steve shake his hand I'm like hey buddy how you doing he's like hey Jesse how's it going man it's like hey um so Yusef from France says hello he took him a second you see him kind of like nod his head up and he starts shaking his head you know he does and he's like Yusef from France? What? Baby? Oh, that, baby, that guy's crazy, baby. He's like, tell him to give me a call. Tell him, tell him to give me a call at studio. So that's what I gave me his number. I gave it to Yusef and they reunited Yusef and uh, Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's wild. That's wild. Um, <laughs> that's crazy. Um, I had a, I had a, in January of last year while I was still at Manuela, um, I'm a big yeah. Doctor Who fan, and the new Doctor Who, this actress Jodie Whittaker, her and one of the companions on the show, Mendy Gill, were in there eating. They were at the bar, and they ordered an espresso, and I like literally brought it over. <laughs> My hand was like shaking. Um, I have issues with. I think I have some sort of problem. Like I've been through so much trauma that. Anytime anything happens, I just my adrenaline oh, goes crazy okay. and I can't control it. But I'm like, I'm shaking, putting the espresso down. And I was like, I'm a big fan. And, yeah, uh, you know, I yeah. don't usually talk to people, but it's like, you know, right. some people, I, I understand. You, can, totally. you just have to. 
And the woman was like, uh, the woman with Jody, the, the companion was like, she's like, if I tried that in a movie, the director would call bullshit and say that, like, <laughs> and tell me to redo it. Like, it was so ridiculous. But it was cool. And then at the end of their meal, like, um, she left and Jody, like, ran back in and was like, where's Jason? Uh, tell him I said bye and stuff. So I love, um, awesome. there's some really good people out there. Well, um, one last question, Jesse. I want a restaurant or a bar that you uh that you wish was still open and uh i mean you could do something that's gone out of business over covid but i'm, I'm kind of thinking somewhere okay. you know something before well, that you know I, I think of i mean there's a restaurant my uh, a diner my mom used to take me to um there were times literally when i was a kid she'd be like you want to stay home from school today and you know a special occasion i remember that and she would we would go to this place called biff's in granada hills it was a it was a diner biff's and mm. um you know your classic classic old school diner and it was it was the servers were all these old ladies white haired old ladies um probably in their you know 80s mm. serving still my mom knew all their names they knew her name they knew her order they were on top of it um that place that place definitely comes to mind that place being yeah. closed i think the nostalgia and I, and i and i think more i think with that question more is i worry about the places that that will be closing and a lot of that is i think diner the diner culture you know like yeah. nick's cafe um uh pat and lorraine's you know um you could, it goes on and on those places eventually that you know that style is going to die out that old school 50s diner is going to die out at some point because it's from a, a different time yeah yeah pat and pat that's, Lorraine's, Rock. that's, that's the uh, reservoir Rock, right? dogs that one yeah the entry yeah yeah from reservoir dogs yeah and of, of course, they've already tore down the um, the the warehouse from oh, wow. the Reservoir Dogs. Okay. So I think that got tore down yeah. sometime in the early 2000s. Yeah, oh, that really? was somewhere okay. off of York. It was on York, I believe. Um, but yeah, good times. Well, Jesse, thank you very much for appearing on or you know being on uh, yeah, Food POV. I really appreciate it. Um, I look I look forward to yeah. you know hanging out in the future, and we'll. We'll have to barbecue and have some carne asada and absolutely, and, buddy. And we'll I, drink yeah, some man. wine. This is this is yeah. fun, yeah. Bye. All right, awesome, you too, brother. brother. You have a good one, man. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to Food POV with Jason Parker. Until next week, stay hungry.